0: Welcome to the brand new
1: Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. The new Premier League season kicks off this Friday, which means for the next 38 game weeks, we're full-time Fantasy Premier League managers part-time comedians and part-time members of society
0: each week on the podcast matt and i will compete with a special guest from our comedians league to see who can get the most points if our guest wins they'll get a prize while the lowest scorer out of matt and myself will have to do a humiliating forfeit expect more tears than 40 watching any england game
1: i get overcome with national pride
0: and there's nothing wrong with that England, Germany especially. I've seen you cry when we lose and when we win. I cry more when we're winning.
1: Well, I don't know why you're bringing this up now anyway, you rotten. We'll also be looking back at the week's football news, rounding up what's happened both on and off the pitch and discussing if these stories should affect your own FPL decisions.
0: Over the course of this season, we will be competing with some of Britain's finest comedians.
1: And John Richardson back.
0: <laughs> we have coming up Russell Howard Josh Widdicombe Ramesh Ranganathan Maisie Adam Jason Manford Richard Osman Emily Dean and Rob Beckett plus an array of special guests including recently confirmed America's most passionate Spurs fan he's bound to bottle it it's Man Vs Foods Adam Richman
1: Every week we'll be checking in with you, our soon-to-be deeply loyal listeners, finding out how you've done in the Fan League and responding to all your FPL needs, including questions and suggestions for prizes and forfeits.
0: Joining us a little bit later to talk through their fantasy football team, it's this week's special guest, Arsenal fan and manager of FPL's Tierney's Plastic Bag. It's the Last Legs, Alex Brocker. But first, Matthew, may I? May I? Mm -hmm. So we agreed to do this podcast recently. Uh, Both got very excited about it. Then I see a tweet this week to you from your, should we call him your other podcast husband? Matt Dyson, co host of Rock and Roll Football. Telling me that you once described FPL as boring admin for virgins.
1: I would like to take this opportunity to address the FPL community directly and say (laughs) that I made comments a number of years ago. Without perhaps a full appreciation of what the FPL community does, and what a wonderful place it is, and mm, mm, mm. and actually, what I would say is, it's not necessarily. A, I didn't mean it as an insult. <laughs> Being a virgin <laughs> is did. not necessarily a bad thing. And doing admin, John, as you know, is good. So actually, I don't. I, I'm, I I paid a compliment to this wonderful community, and I'm proud to be one of those admin doing virgins. Mm.
0: So as one of, you know, as you've rightly pointed out, I'm known as someone who's fond of admin. Mm-hmm. And even though I have a child, I'm routinely described as a virgin by you and other people. Yeah. But you now can see that actually people like me are actually the sort of driving force behind some of this country's greatest forms of entertainment? Uh,
1: well, I see the problem is you've brought yourself into it and that makes it very hard for me to agree. Well, again, look, I just want to come back to yeah. addressing the FPL community some of my language fell short of the high expectations that I would expect of myself. For that, if you were upset, I apologise that you were hurt.
0: But let's get into the nitty-gritty of this week. It's it's game week one. At the end of this 38-week season, yeah. one of us is going to get something very nice. Week by week, there will be a forfeit. Let's yeah. get that out there now. I'm already thinking now at the end of this week, you should have to change your Twitter profile to admin-loving-virgin or perhaps perhaps get a tattoo. Is that a bit much for week one? Get a tattoo of admin-loving-virgin?
1: Firstly, I have eczema, and I'm not sure a <laughs> uh, tattoo would be legal. Secondly, as well as, and by the way, if you have an idea for John and I are going to do weekly forfeits. So whoever finishes below the other in that game week will have to do a forfeit. So email us hello at cpf.com. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that?
0: I wonder if throughout this uh, podcast series, you might say hello in a slightly less sexually predatory
1: way. Email us at hello at <laughs> what did you said. How did you say hello? You know what? I think of stuff like this as like leaving an answer phone message for an elderly relative. You have to do it very clearly. Sexily. Hello.
0: Hello. Hello, nanny.
1: Hello at cpfpl.com, or you can tweet us at comediansfpl. John, we also need to decide. Mm -hmm. At the end of this season, we're running a comedians league of some of this country's best loved and most talented comedians. What is the ultimate prize? Is it a trophy or do we do something else?
0: I think it's a bespoke corporate gig. Uh, for the winning person, me and you, uh, you know, a double header, we'll go around to their house. Whether they want us there or not, uh, we'll get access somehow and we'll put on a a sort of private event, just follow them around for the day. You know, if it's Richard Osman who comes out victorious, maybe it's Adam Richmond. It'd be nice to get a flight for New York on X's, (laughs) wouldn't it?
1: You know what? That's an option. What I also think is... In football, you get like corporate gifts. I've I'm a Forest fan. I sometimes go on the Forest website and think, what stuff? Anything with a Forest tree on it, I might conceivably buy. It. <laughs> it's terrible! You think who's going to mm. buy this? So we should do our own. We should do our CPFPL.
0: Oh, lovely Branded corporate branded gift. gear.
1: Yeah, like branded like little golf. <sighs> what is it? Like the little thing they put. Tease. No, the other bit to show where the ball was. The ball. No, the bit where they show the ball was. It's like a little Cut stick. Of- it's like a little prong. Should we call it John Richardson? <laughs> you know what I mean. It's the marker the, that they leave when they move their ball away for the other person to have a go. What an incredibly
0: ludicrous thing to have thought of first.
1: Well, exactly. Because I'm like, well, who, who's buying that? I wouldn't. But apart from because oh, I fancy having one of them. You'd have to take up golf. I like that credit card holder. Well, you know what we could do is do like retro stuff, for stuff that doesn't exist anymore, like a modem holder. Or blankety blank checkbook and pen. Yeah. Or like something that's like in a VHS box. We lived together, What was it, 10 years ago now?
0: And I bought you a present back when I cared. And I bought you some Nottingham Forest wrapping paper. And they sent me too much. And I've still got it knocking around in my house. And it sort of says everything about how much I've bought you over the last 10 years that I've still got it in the house. Can't give it to anyone else, can I? No. You know, so. You should have passed that on, really. I'm annoyed. And, well, then you'd have to wrap up something for yourself. I know you've had some bad times.
1: Well, I've never wrapped a gift to myself. Have you?
0: Um, no, I, I don't think so. I bet you have. Oh, you I did have, have. I did have In the Dark Years uh, in Swindon.
1: They're I over, are the, they?
0: I did that thing. No, they're not in Swindon anymore. <laughs> um, I did that thing. You know they do in like supermarkets where you wrap up empty boxes and put them under the tree Great to make idea. it look like. Yeah, so that's what I did. I, I, so in a way... I wrapped up nothing for myself, which if that's not a message for life, I don't know what it is. Wrapping up an empty box on your own. I did it crying if that makes it any
1: better. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I think for most people listening that warm <laughs> their hearts. So we need you dear listeners to get in touch with us. Hello at CPFPL. At, uh, hello at CPFPL.com. <laughs> or tweet us at Comedians <laughs> And let us know what the forfeits should be each week.
0: Let's be clear as well. Don't, don't do anything good because we should point out this this league ran privately uh, as a non-professional endeavour last year and was won by Rob Beckett, who picked a team full of blonde players because he has blonde hair. So, you know, <laughs> it, there's every chance this league, as as entertaining as we want this podcast to be, in terms of football, now, it may prove to be won by someone who is simply taking the mickey out of the entire format. I mean, I'm not qualified to give advice. Are you? Well. Let's be clear. Last season, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I have absolutely loathed the process of picking my team this year, knowing that we're opening ourselves up to widespread abuse, knowing (laughs) that week by week there'll be forfeits. I have absolutely, I had a day the other day, three or four days ago, I genuinely think I made 50 substitutions. What? And yeah, I had an absolute, I decided I needed a very expensive player in the team. I didn't have, basically, I'll I'll open up, guys. I'll front up week one. Mm -hmm. I didn't have Mo Salah in the team. And I thought, that's ludicrous. Why have I not got Mo Salah? And then I realized to have the money for Mo Salah, I had to make five or six small downgrades. You know, there was a time when we were looking at putting Chris Wood in up front who's going to bang in a few goals, of course he is. But then I got to thinking, am I ever going to pick Chris Wood? Long story short, made about 50 substitutions and then just rejected them all. Uh, I spent about two and a half hours looking at it and then thought, what am I doing? This is not a good team as the team I had at the beginning. And I just rejected all those changes. Sort of like spending an evening painting in your living room and then thinking, what am I doing? I hate purple. And then painting it beige again.
1: The benefit of this is anyone who joins our listener league is playing against you. And yeah. you're so tortured that this is... If you're <laughs> listening to this thinking, I don't want to finish bottom of the league, join our league. It's the Comedians FPL Fan League. We've put the details on our Twitter feed, at Comedians FPL, but search for Comedians FPL Fan League and the league code to join is, and this is all lowercase, 4MTC. N for Norris. H. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, what, what Norris are you
1: picturing? Uh,
0: Coronation Street or McWhirter?
1: Um Coronation Street. Of course you are. Oh, Rita. Uh, I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting an FPL league. Oh, I'm only meant to be in magazines. It's a genuine opportunity to
0: prove in this league that not only are you better at knowing about football than we are, but you're also funnier than we are as well. Because a team name is basically, that's that's a few-word hit of saying I've got a really good sense of humour. And we've already got some pretty
1: exceptional team names. We have. I mean, can I just say, I, I do think mine's quite good, Notting Hill Forest. I'm a Forest fan. I live in London. My agent's officers are near Notting Hill. Yeah, so it kind breaks of down, sense. doesn't
0: it? I don't mind it. It doesn't make me laugh. It's clever. It's not funny. But oh. also, you. I mean... Things are going well for you, sure. I think you know you're on the up as a comedian. If you drop the impressions, which let's be honest, really aren't working, and really focus in on having something to say on stage, you could really get somewhere. But I, you don't live in Notting Hill, do you? Is Notting Hill Forest as funny a team name as one of our listeners, Matthew Nobles, flying without mings <laughs>
1: It's not. No, it? it's not. That's so it's good. Not. It's really good. We should also say Keel Smith has gone for Fred West Ham, which...
0: Yeah, we don't approve of that kind of thing, do we? Don't we? Good wordplay. I don't know where I think the line is in terms of Bordiness. Fred West Ham, for me, a little bit too much
1: there, Keel Smith. Can I just say, I'm not sure you know what Bordy is. Bordy's like, all boobs and bums. It's not (laughs) what Fred West did. Okay, well, let's talk about the name that you picked. Yours is called Bielsa Bubbly. Beelzebub is that a pun on something yeah. or is it just Bielsa and you needed another word that began with B? Well,
0: I, I'm in love with Marcelo Bielsa. So let's make that clear now. As we all should be. Anyone who's read about football or cares about society and what it is to be human should be in love with Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, these are good times to be a Leeds United fan. So, you know, there's a sense of joy, of course. And Beelzebub is a is a thing, isn't it? Be, Beelzebub ah,
1: the devil.
0: Beelzebub, yeah, the devil. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a Christian. I've never read the Bible. The only story I know about him is when Jesus was in the desert and he kept offering him like food and drink, which seems right. to be a nice thing. He's basically a caterer.
1: No, because first see, Jesus went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and what the devil a did b- was try and decision. tempt him. He said, basically, if you come onto my side, I will give you everything. It was a terrible offer. And Jesus would then be beholden to the most callous being in the history of the universe that is no deal
0: uh, well i don't want to be on the good side if the goodies are you know getting their rocks off by going in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights you've got to question their decision making as well really
1: well no you've made the devil sound like he's doing the catering trolley on a virgin train coming around with them penn state pretzels and some harrogate <laughs> spring he wasn't going "Hey, oh, yeah, love would you like a top up or, oh we got them chocolates you
0: like Forty days and forty nights in the desert does actually sound like a pre preseason. It's not far off what he would have you do if you'd put on. If he'd seen you having fish and chips on your holiday, you would be in the <laughs> desert for forty days and forty nights until you made your target weight.
1: So, have the biggest Premier League stories of the week affected your FPL decisions ahead of game week one? John, Man City have a new sign-in for £100 million, Jack Grealish. Yeah. Has that got in your head at all? Are you now tempted to sign him? I, I,
0: I'll, I'll level with you. I would have preferred to have him at Villa, I think, because he was more like the talisman. For example, I haven't picked Harry Kane this year um, because I think he's had his head turned, to use football lingo. Um right. it's possibly ludicrous because you can see from the percentage selections, everyone picks Harry Kane and everyone makes him captain. And that means everyone will do better than me. But I sort yeah. of felt as a as a Puritan, I don't like what's happening. I don't like this being stuck at a club against your will and then being financially bullied out for like 130 million or whatever happens. Grealish is not worth 100 million pounds. Let's be honest. I mean, he is. But I've picked uh, some not <laughs> Tottenham.
1: quickest U-turn in podcast history. Grealish isn't well, worth £100 million. I mean, he is.
0: Do you know, because I've known you wow. so long, sometimes I say something and I can instantly hear your response. So I, <laughs> I, I just chipped in for you there where I say, well, Grealish isn't worth £100 million, And I can hear you going, well, he is, mate, because he's signed him for £100 million. I say, like, economy's a fact. He is worth £100 million. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, Nottingham drivel. But I thought... I'm assuming Kane has gone. Um, I thought son has got to step up at Spurs, so I've put Sun in instead. But this is the big dilemma I'm having this week, that when I rejig, I take him out and I try and get a Salah or a Kane in there who you just keep in and you make captain because that's what I haven't got. I mean, I'll tell you now, if you want to see me at my worst... Catch me at about quarter past six on Friday because I'm going to be an absolute mess. <laughs> I can't handle the pressure of it. I, I honestly, knowing that we're doing this podcast now and that I'm going to have to talk about this week on week and the thought that you might be doing better than me and I could change that
1: now is driving me mad. <laughs> Grealish, by the way, you, you may have seen him at the community. Sh- I still call it the charity shield at the weekend. Um, with his shorts kind of half down, mm. wearing kind of very... um. You know, model-level underwear.
0: Yeah. What did you think of that? I thought you looked fantastic. You just yeah, go, he does wow, look a really good, doesn't
1: he? i see what's weird with footballers' bodies now. Obviously, they've changed since we were watching football, and if you're older than us, they've massively changed since the 70s. They're almost so incredible. They're almost – not that they're not human, but like there's nothing sexual about looking at them. It's just like looking at a horse. You go,
0: wow. Oh, I, I, do, I do find it quite sexual. Yeah, who with which? Yeah, there's just so many, all of them. Like that picture of Jack Relish in his underpants. There's so many lines and bumps and muscles, and they're so smooth. Yeah, that you just, you know, your mind does go places. But I mean, the picture of him on that chair, I think it's bad. If you sign for a club and you're like the photo they release is you sat in a chair, isn't that saying this is what he's going to look like on the bench? But you want him stood up, or the you know that thing where they come out and do keepy uppies in front of five thousand bewildered people who had nothing better to do on the wet Tuesday afternoon when they signed. I think the chair thing looks weird, and he's sort of man spreading like the person you would dread sitting next to on a train. Just he's got his shorts and socks on. He's spread out, shoes off. Put your shoes on on a train. My favorite thing Jack
1: Gray I mean, has done this week
0: is can I just, sorry on, on the on the
1: chair thing. Yeah. This idea that if they do a photo of him sitting down, that suggests he's going to be on the bench. Think of every team photo at the start of the season. Half of them are sat along that bench at the front. No one ever says.
0: At least they're on the oh, pitch. Well.
1: Yeah, well. He's but in a studio.
0: Son,
1: I think he looks great. And I know what you mean. He is spreading. He's kind of like, he's asking you to look at his balls in that photo. You can see some... his genitals. And... I don't like that. You know, I'm one of those people who can almost see smells, and I just think I, I'm getting. <laughs> you know, I sort of think, if I convince myself, if I look at that long enough, I, I could, I could smell what he's pushing at me there. And yes, it's not. You, you know, you would not want your child to have that picture on their bedroom wall, do they? Would you? No, no. Um, Where would he sign there'll be, it?
0: There'll be a lot of people who have that poster on their wall. That is, you know, that's footballers as businesses. That doesn't say to me. I'm going to bang goals in this season. That says you do not want me sniffing round your house. I will, I will undermine your marriage. That's what that <laughs> says to me. That photo. Um, my favorite thing he's done this week is sort of liken himself to Lionel Messi. And I, you know, I agree. They've both spent a long time at a club. But when Messi is in tears, having been at Barcelona since he was 13, won literally everything, and changed the game, and possibly been the best footballer that's ever lived. To have Jack Grayley say that's a bit like when I left Villa. It's really emotional and I have struggled with it, but uh, you know you've got to move on. It's not the same thing, mate. It's just not at all. And well, you shouldn't him. be the person to say it. It's not even he knows. Can it's I just? Like, you know when he won all those Champions
1: Leagues and La Ligas and all that.
0: That's like me when I was at Villa and I'd done some goals for a couple of years, and then the minute I got a sniff of warm money, I went.
1: I had to just check there, but that is, I, I'm getting confirmation that's the third different pronunciation of Grealish you've used this podcast. <laughs> Grealish, Grealish, and Grealish. Where you were G- the Grealish on the final? Grealish. I was like, it's Grealish, mate. Grealish. Grealish. Why would you say Grealish? Where does that Grealish. come from?
0: I don't know. I think, you know, you'd, you'd have to look into my past. If the guys from uh, Who Do You Think You Are are listening, perhaps that's something we could explore, you know, across uh, 60 Minutes on, on Primetime BBC One. <laughs> you know, what about my roots makes me sometimes say Grealish. Well, just you,
1: you're not reading it properly, are eh? you? You're not taking in the information. I being mean, given. you've got a cheek the way you spit some of these names out.
0: <laughs> um, not Tempted by Lukaku,
1: 115 well, <laughs> million. You know what? In general, I like to get my admin done early in life. You know, I'm I'm an hour early for a train. I don't like to muck about. I had my Mm. team picked weeks ago, and I'm not going to start getting swayed now. I just think, no, no, no. Lukaku, if you wanted to get your way into my team, you should have, you should have done this transfer earlier, mate. I can't go logging back in just because you've decided to join Chelsea for 115 million quid.
0: Oh, I just had a, the first genuine tingles of relief that I'm not going to lose to you this season. That sort of attitude. I picked my team weeks ago. I can't be adapting to the fact that players have signed, I mean, internationally recognised for nominal strikers. I can't be doing that.
1: Over the course of the season, I may adapt and evolve, as all species who want to stay on this planet must. <laughs> but for now, I just think, no, 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 no. You had your chance to come to Notting Hill Forest. For now, uh, Romelu, it's, it's not a never. It's just a no, not now.
0: I had Timo Werner as one of my strikers. Timo Wiener? Timo Verna, Wenger. Werner. Timo Wenger.
1: You're the guy who says that jalapenos and bruschetta.
0: I am that guy. That's what they say about me when people see me out. They go, hi, there's that guy who says jalapenos and bruschetta. (laughs) Um, I took Timo Werner out of the squad because I thought he was quite good value and I thought Chelsea will do well this season, so he's bound to score. And then when Lukaku came in, I took him out because I thought, he ain't going to play. Although I did, and and I'll say it again, Rob Beckett picked a team of blonde players and won. Mm. The fact that Danny Ings has joined Tyrone Mings at Aston Villa
1: sort of does make me want to pick a rhyming team. Well actually I was just thinking about Timo Werner and what's great for him and I don't know if anyone's ever said this to him before but if you know him do give him this as a line <laughs> that you can use <laughs> The old phrase is there is no iron team but there is an I in Timo.
0: Oh He's so got to have said that. Who do you picture close to him when you said if you know him? Who do you picture close to Timo and listening to this podcast? He was going to say to him this week, I was listening to um, a podcast this week and they said I should tell you that you should say there is no I in team, but there is one in Timo.
1: Yeah. And what do
0: you think his response will be?
1: Ah, That's his good Yeah, We'll be using this on the training ground. I think he'd love it. He'd love it. Imagine if they're giving the team talk, and, and Thomas Tuchel says, "I mean, because we've got to do this together, guys, because there is no iron team." And he goes, "But there is an iron team, Mo. that will break the tension. <laughs> they will go out there. They will have the game of their lives." <laughs> right. Our guest
0: this week's team name is uh, Tierney's plastic bag, which I have to admit is a reference I don't understand. So let's let's welcome our first guest of the series. Really. It's uh, Alex Brooker of The Last Leg fame, and let's find out why he's called his team Tierney's plastic bag.
1: Our first guest this season is a massive Arsenal fan and star of The Last Leg. It's the brilliant Alex Brooker. Alex, how long have you been playing Fantasy Premier League? Um, I started at uni, so God,
2: that must have been what, about... 2005, I think that was the first time we got oh really God. into it in our house. We ended up like giving out certificates and that at the at the end of the season. It was really, it was really geeky. You've got been mind since our last two years of university. Should have been going out, getting on it, exploring shit. And um, yeah, no, we um, we were giving out certificates. First, say
1: what, mate? What the listeners can't see is your your beautiful games room, and it's good to see those certificates displayed on the wall behind you. <laughs> Really yeah, cool, I came, mate. I came
2: first the first season we did it, and then I came second in our final year. We called it the Rutland Premiership after our street that we lived in, Rutland Avenue, which is one of the most boring things that I've ever said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Genuinely, have you have you kept the certificates?
2: <laughs> it, it, it wasn't exciting then, and I don't think it's aged particularly well in the last twenty <laughs> odd <of> years. <laughs>
1: So how have you done, like there's mates leagues and then there's like the, you know, the international, the main league. What's your highest finish uh, in the whole game? Um, Do you know what? There
2: was a time about, what was it, about four seasons ago where midway through the season, I was 476th in the world on it. Wow. And that is, that was as good. And I think that season, I think I finished, it was like in the top 2,500, I think. So that was, that was the, the closest I've ever got to the top, which is really good. I've never got anywhere near that since.
1: That's incredible.
0: In yeah. terms of like workload, were you, were you putting it in then? Were you really sort of looking at fixtures, looking at your team, you know, day in, day out, looking at who was injured? Big or was that just I, picked I, a really good team?
2: I, do you know what? I think I just got, I got really into it. Also, more importantly, I didn't miss any weeks. You know, every season they'll always. You, I, I find that I'll be doing all right, and then I'll be like, "Oh, I've forgotten to do it." Or you go out on the Friday, get on it, and then you wake, <laughs> you wake up at midday, and you're like, "No." <laughs> so yeah, that season I just kept up with it, and and did all right out of it. Well, the good
0: news is, I'm presuming now you've got kids. So, A, going out on a Friday is finished and sleeping until midday. You are not going to do that again for 20 years and until the end of your days. You know what,
2: mate, though? Last leg, Friday night, I'm away. Oh. So still the same. the same – well, it's, I mean, it's a good problem to have, not not, not having to wake up uh, for the kids on a Saturday morning.
0: Does, does that mean, though, there'll come a point when um, – you are in probably quite a tense rehearsal for a live broadcast, and secretly you're thinking, "I've only got an hour left on the deadline to make changes before the Friday kickoff." So and- there was
2: there was one last season where I realised mid, like just before the show, I realised that I'd forgotten to do it, and there was a Friday late kickoff, and I was it really it ruined the whole thing. And it's like, well, I don't want to talk about COVID. I don't want to joke about COVID now. No one I forgot to pick the captain this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Your team name is Tierney's Tesco bag. What yes. does that mean?
2: Well, did you, I don't know if you ever saw it. So basically, you know the players when they rock up, there's always the footage on Sky of them coming through like in the entrance at the ground. They've always yes. got these really expensive like man bags, you know, these like kind of Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Like
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: All the time. And Tierney genuinely rocked up. Um, and he had all of his stuff in a Tesco bag. And he's just got it. He's just like, he's just turned up and he's probably gone around the ask going, what can I put this in? And he's just stuck it in a Tesco bag. And honestly, that just that on its own, I, I love him on the pitch, but that just on its own made him probably my favorite Arsenal player since Thierry Henry.
1: <laughs> I mean, it makes it look like he's just been swimming. <laughs> is, got some nice and spicy knickknacks in there and some soggy trunks he's got and got the meal deal on the way to the ground yeah don't use the vending machine mate you put all the calories back on you silly bugger
0: <laughs> do you think the Vuitton bag was inside the Tesco bag or do you think he genuinely just
2: yeah. Tierney's too real for any of that I, I love it and I love the fact it got picked up on and he just he unashamedly didn't care good for him keeping it real um so it's called
1: Tierney's Tesco bag, but you haven't got Tini e in your team.
2: Nah, we're crap, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that Ben White was four and a half nil, and I took him out <laughs> last season. Last season there was a spell where I stuck with him because I was like, I've, I called it Tierney's Tesco bag last season, and I stuck with him, and he just kept like getting injured, or we like we never keep clean sheets, so it was like, oh, this isn't worth it. And then as soon as I took him out, he did well. But yeah, I,
1: I'll try and put him in at some point. So you've been, you've been playing this for 16 years, Alex. Do you have any other tips for our listeners? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm normally, one of the things I'm normally
2: half decent at is, is captain picks and they normally get me like a, a decent amount of points. I'll tell you one thing that I've always done and I, I'll i tell people I've done this because I think it might even be to my detriment is I have nothing on the bench. I have, I leave, I I'd never put there's I see teams who have got like half decent players on the bench and I just think why not leave it all out in the starting 11 so I set off yeah. right 3, three that would that's exactly what I'm I'm going to do this season again and literally so I went to the lowest priced players to, to in in each for for each of the sub positions but looking at it I think that Gilmore might play a bit for Norwich, so he might yeah. be a half decent one. Um, and Simcas for Liverpool because Robertson's out injured for a bit now. I actually think he might be a decent, a decent shout in there. Uh, and he's 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 only what is he four mil, four mil. And I think That's he might very end up interesting. Starting.
0: That's very interesting because I've really tried to build a squad for those bench boost weeks for substitutions when you might have a good player in your starting lineup, but they've got a tough game. You you sound like a man who's not not emotional. I was surprised that you you would even pick Kane. So I had I that down as you'd be a man with no Spurs players. Are you emotional the other way? Are the players you just?
2: Oh, do you know what the worst one? It's just this is a problem with Arsenal players. Like, I look at. That's where it gets silly, is because I think my my heart's like, oh, you should have a couple of Arsenal players in, and then it's like, but then my head's just like, are we really going to keep clean sheets after we finish? After we we got Brentford away, and we got City, uh, Chelsea, and then City, and I think it's Ben White, even for four and a half million. What's the point? He ain't he ain't racking up. Any <laughs> in, in the, first the most annoyed I've ever been at myself is. I played my wild card after the first game week. And do you know why I played it? And this, I'm going to admit this now, and it's pathetic, because William played really well in that first game against Fulham away, two assists. And I thought, I need to get William in there. And I moved heaven and earth to get him in. And he is <laughs> genuinely one of the worst players I've ever seen for Arsenal. And he oh, literally... Man did nothing of note until the second to last game of the season when he scored a free kick. And it really annoyed me. So that's, I'm now, I'm very anti-Arsenal.
1: Well, you mentioned Saka there. He had a fantastic tournament over the summer. The Euros was amazing. You were at the final. Will the Euros, has the Euros affected your FPL team selection?
2: Um, A little, if you're watching the Euros... I mean, you'd think I'm going to put Granite Xhaka in there, who's in the team of the tournament. But let's be honest. I mean, I'm. I'm. No one's doing that. So (laughs) uh, I think that more actually, weirdly enough, if you think of the Euros in terms of the England players involved, they've obviously they've had less of a pre-season. So normally, what happens is after a major tournament, those players don't tend to get get. They don't play straight away, do they? If anything is like more, so the Euros have slightly um, kind of put me off. Really,
1: uh,
2: putting people. In- but you were, you
1: were at the final, yeah. It, did you enjoy it? Was it the most amazing day of your life? Genuinely, or how do you feel about it now?
2: Genuinely, the, when when Luke Shaw scored, I've got Shaw. Actually, I will tell you what. Just back to that, I've put Luke Shaw in on the basis Ooh. of the fact he was great in the Euros.
1: He was amazing.
2: So I've got I've, I put him in on basically on on that uh, pretty much and he's decent value as well, um, but yeah I, I when when Shaw scored that's one of the I've never heard noise like that it, yeah like, it was an explosion I know you guys went to to a lot of the other games as well and I'm sure Germany was was, was similar but. That to me was, it was like, it was just an explosion of everything. I think it was probably a little bit of some people still broken into the ground, but yeah, it was like, (laughs) it was, it was, it was this, it was incredible. It was one of the great, great moments.
1: I know. I mean, it was where we were sat. I don't know what it was like near you. I've never seen so many drunk old people before. Do you know what, mate? I was sat two rows
2: in front of Pretty Patel. Wow. So it was a very different atmosphere where I was by choice. <laughs> no, you're not. By choice. Two tickets to the final. Get me near Patel. Now. <laughs> um it was it was where we were it was like that club level bit. So it wasn't as Oh yeah. It was it wasn't as I kind of I always I kept looking at like the rest of the ground thinking I'd much rather be beyond the goal.
0: Somebody in the second half of that game, a gentleman whose name I don't know, who I'll probably never see again just as things were getting really tense, appeared coming up the stairs with beers that he'd smuggled in, recognised us and gave us a pint. It was the closest I've come to believing in angels. Oh. Just (laughs) at a point when I couldn't... I wasn't going to miss the game. I couldn't be bothered queuing for another beer and I didn't want to drink it on the concourse. To be handed a beer by an angel, it was one of the best things that anyone has ever done for me. And if that man is listening... By some quirk of fate, I, you, you were an angel, and I want to thank you for what you did. And it, it really lifted us, didn't it? Just for that last that last little bit, just when it was getting edgy.
1: Yeah, well, it was very sweet. He, he came up the stairs with three pints. He looked at you and went, John Richardson, he went, I've always wanted to buy you a pint. He gives him a pint. <laughs> if you are that man, by the way, email us hello at cpf. <laughs> um, but it's better than the treatment I got at the final. The guy behind me just for kickoff went, Forrester. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and he went, it is Blackford.
2: <laughs> well, for, for, for much of like after the Germany game, everybody thought I was Lloyd Griffith who would be next to, to Beckham. <laughs> had a constant amount of tweets just going to see you on the telly during the Germany game. Rob Beckett and it's like nah that weren't me. Like, look at the used to happen on Soccer M. It's like he was paying in goal on it. Look at his hands. It's at <laughs> <way anyway. laughs> <His hands. laughs> uh, my my so look, I'm not gonna lie, like, I managed to to blag a ticket with a sponsor and nice. as part of it it was it was hostage. the
0: home office. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No. So it was like it was hospitality before. And like all my mates, we were all dotted about all over the place. So I'd met up with them before the game. And I just thought, Do you know what? I'm gonna leave it as late to get into the ground as what I can and spend Uh-oh. as much time with them. So I'd had a good, I'd had a good drink before I got in. But when I got to the ground, obviously part of the hospitality is you get a meal. So yeah. I found myself sat on this table and I was at the game, and all I kept doing was like. Dropping my cutlery. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> and I was thinking, I sat there and I was thinking, this, literally a waitress came over, handed me back the the fork. Then I went to start eating again and just dropped it immediately. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, like, look, they're going to know. They know now that I'm, I've been I'm absolutely off off my face. And at that point, this geezer passed me back the cutlery. He just went, so I'll tell you what, mate, I just want you to know that I think you do really well. We we. <laughs> <laughs> then I realized of course. They thought I was dropping the cutlery because of my hands. <laughs> and they, so then it didn't occur to them that I might be drunk. And I, I kind of there was this amazing moment where I sat there and I just thought, oh, Jesus Christ! Even when I'm pissed, I'm inspirational to people. <laughs> <was> so good. <laughs> what what uh, you didn't
1: hear was pretty Patel on the other side of the box then to Nigel Farage, Lloyd Griffith who's his <laughs> face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had no
0: idea that your condition made you puke up everywhere and swear at everyone as well. So, you know, I just think there's so many facets of it I didn't understand. <laughs> I've already, in picking my team, put in more hours then is possibly worthwhile for this. Po- you know, it can't, I can't have a season. Even if I won worldwide FPL this season, it wouldn't do the damage of the hours I've missed with my daughter in the last week picking my team. It's just inexcusable. Who's your, like Alex, in, in our league, who's the person that you really want to be? It's got to be
2: Widdicombe, hasn't it? every time Widdicombe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although, I don't, yeah, I mean, it's, It's kind of... That's low-hanging fruit, really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Former sports journalist.
2: (laughs) Um, So, I don't really... Yeah, I I, I want to be... Yeah. I I Beckett as well.
1: Beckett, I want to be. Well, yeah. I mean, you go to a lot of games with him, don't you? So, that that (laughs) will be very, very fresh. Um, Alex, you might have seen this week, Manchester United's squad's food choices were leaked. And Mason Greenwood has been criticised... For his choice at uh, the canteen is well-done steak and chips. So we have to ask, how do you have your steak? Uh, medium rare. Yeah, same, same.
2: What was incredible about it is he's gone no, he's gone no starter, just a well-done steak <laughs> and no pudding. And to me, a well-done steak, I'd feel like I'd need something sweet after that.
1: Mm, yeah, my, maybe a My
2: favourite was some of them. I mean... Phil Jones has got some front order in a starter, and he this season either. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he's in there going, Do you know what? I'm going to have all three courses. And it's like, hang on a minute, Phil, you've barely played for about two years. You can't be having all all three courses.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I did like one Basak having cheeseburger with a side of mash. <laughs> you <laughs> That's can't so mash cool. with a burger. Yeah, I'm You like- know what? I always had an idea, and I think I might have run this past you a, a few years ago, John, of, of a concept at a restaurant which was savoury desserts, which is where you've had your starter and your main, but you're not ready yet for a pudding. You just want kind of more <laughs> savoury food, and just having a, a, a mash, a plate of mashed potato and gravy as your pudding. That's a really good yeah. idea. People love cheese boards. Why not have a? You know, That's one of the potato. worst things I've ever
2: heard from
0: the man who brought you the kebab. cab. A cab that is also a kebab restaurant. <laughs> that,
1: that was a kebab cab is a great idea because because at the end of the night you need to queue up for your kebab and then you queue up for your cab. Why not combine forces? <laughs> yeah. Cabs stink enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, mate. Black cabs only, right? So they have that space next to the driver to the left-hand side that is not being profit-maximized. That's where the Giro goes.
0: I have never seen anyone spit out the word Giro and sound more British. <laughs> than you. Oh, just, I'm just, a fan of it. I like a Giro. When I come out of pub, I like a Giro. So you're, you're clearly an experienced man when it comes to FPL. We're offering guests the chance to to tweak the game or bring in a new chip. Is there anything you do to FPL not, not necessarily to make it a better game, but purely to benefit you and the way you play.
2: A hundred percent. I'll bring in a, a I forgot there was a Friday game chip. <laughs> you're allowed to play it on a Saturday morning. Look, you're not allowed the points from the Friday game still, but if you've if you've forgotten there was that Friday night kickoff, you can still do your team. You can change your team and captain someone on a Saturday morning. Look, I'm not, I don't want to make it silly. So you can only use it what like twice a season, like the, like the, uh, <laughs> like the, like the, the wild cards. You get two of them a season. And, On
0: a bank holiday.
2: Yeah, I think that would, be, that would be perfect. I genuinely believe if last season I'd have had that chip, I'd have finished a lot higher. So yeah, I just always forget the Friday game does me. I'm all right this week because I know it's Arsenal. But other than that, it normally does me.
0: It's, you've made that sound yeah. so reasonable. Especially with that, you know, I'm not going to be silly. Sure, you know, you can't use it all season and you don't get the points from Friday. I can see the team at the FPL thinking, well, why wouldn't we do it? That's such a, yeah, such a kind request don't, don't, for a man who just wants yeah, to get absolutely they wasted. They don't have, don't have, to, say, they don't have
2: to use the word like in it, but they can just call it, I forgot there was a Friday game. It doesn't, the swearing's, yeah. not, the swearing's not compulsory. I just think it would be, that's the feeling that I always have. And uh, yeah, no, I think I'd do, I'd do all right with that. Uh, Do you know what? If they are listening, I think you should put it in, genuinely. That bench boost is no use to me. I'll swap that out straight away. I've got sod all on the bench.
0: We will speak to you next week to catch up on, you know, possibly a euphoric week where Saka gets a hat-trick against Brentford, Arsenal go top of the league, you go top of the Comedians Football League, or a horrific first week in which all of your selections prove to be awful.
1: Yeah, and I'm, do- I'm doing a wild card to get William in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alex, if you do beat John and I in the league this week, you'll get a very special prize. Each week uh, all our comedian guests will get a special prize if they finish higher than John and I. It's very bespoke. We've really thought about this. And with no expense spared, it will be a certificate in a Tesco bag.
2: Oh, what a prize. <laughs> I'm, a re- I'm not even saying that sarcastically. <laughs> i desperate to win it. I just need to, yeah, I am. I want to win.
0: Now, I'm broadly of the view that we've got amazing guests coming up. FPL itself is intriguing. So just us discussing it and having you know the company of some wonderful guests will be enough. Talk, talk to the listeners about your idea for the feature, which you call Bench Boost.
1: Well, when I first saw the phrase Bench Boost, <laughs> I didn't immediately <laughs> cotton on to what it meant. And I genuinely thought of a bench and genuinely thought of the chocolate bar Boost. <laughs> so i think i think if you can picture yourself take a photo of yourself eating a boost on a bench yeah we'll do a weekly bench boost where whoever's yeah. i mean
0: <laughs> not only is it just an awful idea but it's a photograph that you want to do on an audio podcast this week we've had a lovely picture of uh sandra and she's on a bench in Reigate,
1: having a boost. I mean, San- Oh, man. Imagine if Sandra in Reigate does do that. That would be incredible.
0: Well, if you're listening, Sandra in Reigate, and you can get yourself a picture of you eating a boost on a bench, then you'll be in week two's podcast. There's no doubt about that. It's a ludicrous feature. Well, it's so bad that it's one of those things you think maybe it's brilliant.
1: Obviously, you can't see the picture through the medium of audio. But... If you follow us on Twitter, at Comedians FPL, <laughs> we'll retweet it. So we, there's an online engagement community that, that sits alongside this. Why don't you do this. First?
0: Why don't you launch Which One's yeah. podcast with a picture of you eating a boost on a bench?
1: Yeah, eating a boost on a bench. And actually, you don't know, interpret the brief however you like. You could try and get a load of boosts on a bench. You could make a bench out of boosts. It could be you eating a boost on the bench. <laughs> it could just be a boost... You know, I'm starting to think at
0: now. Angle, this has gone from a really bad podcast feature to now. I'm thinking there's there's TV interest here. You know, just you saying maybe make a bench out of a boost. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, Channel Five will be sniffing
1: around at least. I think this is has just got potential to just just capture the imagination. Just say to people, look, as as FBA guys, we can we can do the kind of surreal stuff as well. They love
0: know? alliteration. Bargain loving Brits eating boosts on benches. Mate,
1: you've got me into Bargain loving, Britain's <laughs> sun, and it's the best telly program. We'll talk about this in another episode. Yes, let's, let's wrap it up for this week. Boost wrap it up. So t- <laughs> tweet us your pictures, at Comedians FPL, um, with a picture either of you eating a boost, or just a boost on a bench, or a bench made of boosts, or, you know, boosts and whatever.
0: Also send in as many suggestions as you have for forfeits that Matt and I will play for throughout the season. So there'll be one a week between Matt and I. So any forfeits you have, get those in as well and we'll discuss those and anything else next week on the regular listeners feature, hit the post which is where we read your post. Uh, Contact us at hello at cpfpl.com or tweet us at comediansfpl. and if you've enjoyed today's show it's the first of many please do like and subscribe
1: and leave a five-star review i mean let's be honest that's how these things get up the charts you're getting it for free do us a favor good luck with all your teams (laughs) in week one (laughs) join us next week where we'll be catching up with alex brooker to see how his FPL team got on who fared best and worst in the Comedians League and we'll be joined by our next guest FPL's Saturday Murder Club manager Richard Osman Bye See ya